Think about it. Absorb it. Add a little flavor to your life. Soak the knowledge. Let it steep. Marinate on that. You're listening to Marinate on That. Marinate on That podcast addresses all aspects of living a greater life. To reach your full potential in life, you must focus on leading a disciplined and healthy lifestyle. Maturing your mindset is the core element for improving your life. In a world full of hashtags, social media trends, and mass media focused on creating the perfect image of life, are we caught up in the smoke and mirrors of it all? It seems that social casualties have just caused pressure amongst our generation. Are we trying to keep up with expectations of mass media? Are genuine relationships and family life a thing of the past? Today we have a great episode and I have... An amazing, amazing guest today, Jack Knight. I feel like I've known you, Jack, my whole adult life. <laughs> like, my whole life, really. My whole real life. <laughs> Original bad boy family, so you know. So, yeah. Every day, looking towards our goals. In today's episode, we are talking smokes and mirrors. You know, this is just a perfect conversation and to have with you. So, let's go ahead and just kind of jump into it. And, and let's go ahead and just give the listeners a little background of who you are. I mean, everyone needs to know who you are. You know, I'm just uh, just like everybody else, trying to find my lane, being creative, constantly reinventing yourself. For years, a good part of my life, like you mentioned, for both our lives, I've been writing uh, the Bad Boy Entertainment family from 1997, around 2000. And uh, that's been a real journey. You know, everybody that uh, P. Diddy, Sean P. Diddy Combs, everyone that he produced, I had the, uh, the blessings and the honor of being able to participate. Biggie albums, Faith Evans albums, you know, people grew up on all the classic 90s and early 2000 music. Like I said, it was a beautiful journey. Had the opportunity to uh, make some great music. That music got into the hands. Beautiful music. Thank you. That, that music got into the hands from attorneys, Ed Wood, and Reggie Ose. They got my music into the hands of Diddy, man, and, and changed my creative journey, contributed to my life and where I'm at this point I'm at now. I'm, I'm going to go back a little bit. You are like a huge heavyweight in the, in the music industry. I mean, did you always know that you were going to do music? And did you know that it was going to take you on, on such a um, interesting, life-changing journey? I think I always knew I had the gift of melody, of song. I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that that would be my tool to get out of my condition. And I said, hey, you know, music is a way for me to execute some of my entrepreneurial ideas. When something, that was my thing. Right. But, you know, but music was like, wow, man, this thing is a passion. It's something that you get charged from doing. I always had ambition. I mean, it was a guy in my neighborhood named Guy Sumler. You always have that guy in your neighborhood that always encourages you to read, mm-hmm. always encourages you to research your history. And he was the one that watered my seeds. In terms, you know, he always gave me different books to read. And one of the books that he gave me to read, I never forget, it was a four ninety five book. And he made me bring that book back. It was called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Oh my God, I love and that book. Yeah. Um, that's a classic book that a lot of entrepreneurs self-help, a lot of us read, and I still reread to this day, but he made me say, hey, you can read this book, but if you want it, to have it, you got to buy it on your own. So I brought him, <laughs> brought him back his book, and I went and bought the book, and I've been rereading it every every year since I was 14 or 15 years old. But stuff like that, you know, you, you know, you can have the talent, and you can have the gift, you can be fertile. You still need the, uh, the encouragement and people to water those seeds. That's been my journey. What was kind of like your thing? I made a demo tape. You know, it was a demonstration of all the music you got and your style. And, and that's what, in, in general, period, that's your presentation to the record labels. And then um, I got noticed by uh, 
Simmons, who was from the Rev Run, from the group uh, Run DMC. Mm-hmm. And he was my, my first producer, first manager, Def Jam. <laughs> and um, they signed him, his company, to a production deal. And I was signed to him, so I was able to reap the benefits. And when I got my first check, I think it was for $7,500. i never forget. I was married at the time. Man, I never got that much money at one time. I was staying with my mom. I was young. I was married. We had a baby. So my mom, she had a one-bedroom, so we were sleeping in the living room, you know, on a couch combined with a fold-up bed. And i never forget. Wow. First thing we did, we got that money. I didn't know, but we went and bought a futon from the most expensive place to buy a futon at in, in the village in Manhattan. We just wanted to have a good night's sleep. How old were you? Man, I was. I had to be about uh, maybe 22, yeah. 23. You was like, I just want to get some good sleep, man. <laughs> that, that, man I, I, and you know, just kind of talking to you kind of brought that memory back. That memory never came up since then. And that's when I saw that, hey, this pen sitting on my mother's table has the ability to make that type of money. From there, that's when I really realized, hey, I had a gift. And that even though I was an entrepreneur and I loved to do so many things, and um, I started off as a rapper, doing a little bit of melody, not too much melody, not too much singing, but maybe on one of the songs I did some singing in. And just, you know, Joseph Simmons, he encouraged me to continue that path, continue singing more, kind of going that path and kind of moving away from the rap. I've always wanted to say this to you, and I don't think I've ever gotten the chance to say it. Um, song Monifa, uh, Touch yeah. It. So, in the beginning, you know, I don't even know if I'm allowed to play that during this show. I don't know if I got, if, if you can give me the authority to play that at the beginning of it, because it's not only your voice of it. Um, now, quote me if I'm wrong, because when I looked on, like, the genius.com, like, lyrics, it was like, you know, Jack Knight in the courthouse. All you want to do is make it bad. Which one is it? <laughs> it, was a, it, was, it was the name of my production company. Okay, because no one, that lyric, we, no one knew what it was. People that know me, or people that, that eventually get to know me, when they figure it out, they put two and two together. Like, wow, he's saying Jack Knight in Dakota House. It, it's so funny. Throughout my life, that's been really like a fun thing for me. When people figure, when people, you know, People call, all my friends call me, they go on to work, uh, they're just getting up, they're going to the gym, they, just for years, between um, <clears throat> messages, video messages, screenshots, to this day, I always get someone showing me, hey, playing that song, funny thing, but yeah, you, you got most of it, it was Jack Knight, Jack Knight in Dakota House, all I want to do is make it down, Monifa, could you turn me out, show me what your thing is all about, I really still didn't know what I was doing, I just know that, that Monifa, was, she was an uh, up-and-coming R&B star, she was singing more sultry songs, she wasn't singing those sexy songs, I said, man, if I ever work with her, I'm going to bring out that side, how I look at her. You never know what nobody would do. She was with it. It was one of my first songs that I wrote and produced, and it made top 10 R&B and made top 10, top 100. That was a big song, and when you said you didn't know what you were doing, you dropped your first name and your company in the first verse, and now years later, something in you knew what, the, what, what was going on. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? This, this, this to give credit what credit is due. I was playing around saying it in the studio. My partner, uh, Joseph Charles, people know as Screwface, he's the one that said, hey, man, go lay that down. I was like, nah, man, I'm not putting that on there. <laughs> Come on, man, I'm telling you. Go say that, Jack Knight, the code has, go do it. When that song blew up, I mean, okay, you, I mean, because you know when you got your $7,500, you was like, I'm going to go get a futon. So when that song blew up... <laughs> When this song blew up, what'd you think? Was he like, oh, now I'm real big? Uh, 
actually had relocated to Virginia, me and my family, and we, you know, New York was too hard for us. My mom had, had passed away. We just, you know, we wanted to be around family. We had a daughter, so we went, you know, we moved down to Virginia with my grandparents, you know, because I had a record deal already. That didn't work out. Back at square one is a different type of square one, a square one on, on another level. The first thing I did when that song blew up and I seen the numbers and my accountants, they said, hey, this, this, this song's going to do this and this is going to do that. And the deal started coming in. The first thing I bought is a house down in Chesapeake, Virginia. Bought a house. We felt so good to kind of be, you know, some of the first people in our generation to purchase a home and um, to have a home for and our daughter. And, and that was really a, a beautiful thing. I was able to pay off all my debt. And I, I remember going to the bank. Somebody looked at me and said, hey, how does this feel to pay off all your debt? And I looked at them and I said, man, this feels good. But each level of my success, when I was able to buy something for my family or invest in my, you know, invest in my legacy like that way, you know, that's when I, you know, I decided to get, you know, keep, become more disciplined. You're very disciplined, by the way. And you, you just have always had this disciplined manner, like militant. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I definitely, and the person that really, you know, added to that flame was, 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 um, was Diddy. You know what I'm saying? Right. Super, 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 super disciplined. You wouldn't really know that unless you became a part of this organization. You think it's all about partying and survive and jury. You know, we all have those moments, but super disciplined organization, and it worked really in line with my thinking. Let's jump into that real quick. Partying, jewels, jewelry, drinking. I know for a fact what this is all about. Because I remember those long nights in the studio with all you guys. And I'm like, I just want to go home. And I wouldn't even do that. <laughs> so I know, I know the truth. <laughs> I know the, the magical effects that, <laughs> that, is, that is put out there. So <clears throat> when you moved into this new space, go into a little bit detail on what maybe what you um, expected in reality. <clears throat> expected it to be not as disciplined and hard as you know you have an expectation hey I write a song because because pretty much if, you, if you're a songwriter and you're, you're independent you know you pretty much you know you work on your own hours it really it really was a shocker when I stayed with I stayed with Diddy he owned the whole building on Park Avenue 813 Park I still remember the address and it's the first time I've seen an, even an African-American own a whole building oh, wow. that, people, that people were renting from him to live in a building. He said, hey, man, you can stay with me. So I stayed with him. And bef- But the first night, he took me out. And we went out and partied all night long. I don't <laughs> think we got into about maybe we got into maybe 4 o'clock. And um, I was a young man, just signed me to a deal. All I can remember is at 8 a.m., and I remember somebody saying, Jack, 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 Jack. And I looked up at Diddy. He was fully dressed <laughs> in a suit and tie, looking at me saying, man, what you going to do? And to this day, I regret that because he was saying, what you going to do? Basically, you, are you coming with me? And I looked at him. I was like, man. He said, man, don't worry about it. He said, I'll see you at the studio later. I wish I would have said, man, I'm going with you. I wish I would have got up and got ready and got, you know what I mean? Yeah. So he said, don't worry about it. You know, because I, I just wanted, I, I would have loved to be, I think looking back, more part of his entrepreneurial side, which you know, I stated earlier, I really wanted to be an entrepreneur more so than just a songwriter. It just showed me, man, he could stay up all night, drink vodka, <laughs> and then be up at 8 a.m. to go to the office. And to me, that's when it scared me. This is real, man. This is not no, 
you're a writer, super creative, and you just have <clears> fun all day. Like, yeah. Thing. Serious. And um, that was that was a shock therapy for me. From then on, I, I got it. To the world, you're portraying an image of fun. When you get down to it. It's a product. Man, get your butt to work. And really, you know, once I got that, then I was able to, you know, at times you're able to slip in, you know, a little vacation time or fun time if you can for an hour or something. But pretty much it was all hard work. Yeah. Yeah, wow. That yeah. that that seemed like to be like that pivotal moment. Like I like I just hearing that, like you said, when it when it scared you, because you're like, okay, I'm in a big business now. Yeah, like it is. It's like it's like, an, it's like almost like you have person. I don't know if people, you know, it's like having a panic attack. But using the energy of your panic attack or your adrenaline and say, hey, I'm going to use, I'm going to transmute this energy and throw myself in the work. This couch right here in the studio is my home. And you you know what I mean? And that's what I, you know, I became, I just threw myself into my work. Or if there was a producer I was working with, like Mario Winans, you know, I said, hey, man, I can't go home. I, said, I go home with you. He said, come on, man. So I went home to his mansion, stay, and I would wind up staying with him for a month. How did that affect your home life? Um, that's what happens. Your life suffers. You know, you, you know, yeah. it was time. Sacrifice. Yeah, it was about a sacrifice. I call my wife, call my daughter. They'd be home. They'd okay, they be chilling. Cause they, <laughs> they, they, you know, they, they driving around in, you know, nice cars and she's going up to school and yeah, kind of even, you know, we didn't really know the emotional part of a relationship. You know, you learn about that later on in life. My daughters eventually when they got 15 and 14, they can't move me. So Right, yeah. I mean, your daughters are brilliant. Your son, oh my God, like your children are are super amazing. Like you said, you see the results. You see the results and we see the results. As far as when I say we, I mean the, the, the consumer. Consumers don't get to see the sacrifice. And and, and that's that is the, the 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 fear of those even entering this industry. A lot of celebrities, when they first make it, they first hit record. You know, you don't hear from them no more, or certain stars, and people don't know why, because because it's a lot of anxiety with having to be in Australia, then be back in Germany, then be back for a gig in California. Then you have this money, and then you have, and then you have your personal stuff you got to deal with, with anxiety or depression or bipolar or any type of mental conditions. And then there's sometimes you're trying to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Go to sleep. Yeah. You're taking something to wake you up. You're taking something. Not that I have done any of that. But, <laughs> 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 but essentially, it's you know, it's, it, it could be, you know, is 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 a, a, a uh, organized chaos. You have to really be uh, really grounded and have a lot of you know family support. First thing some people do, you know, you get rid of your family. Oh, I'm big now, and you get rid of the aunt that always talked to you, the dad that always was there for you, and a friend, and you get rid of those people. Because they're not on your levels at certain moments, and um, but but if you can, it's good to keep your foundation, you know, keep keep your a good core of friends around, your core family, and try to main and try your best to maintain that because you're gonna need that. I mean, that's crazy that you say that people actually do that. I think that like celebrity life, we automatically assume that they're just not your regular people, regular with regular feelings, and this and people involved in this industry are just human. When you say that people separate because they feel they're not on their level, but when you get alone, they realize, hey, I'm just the individual living a certain kind of life. Okay, what's reality? What's basically, I guess we'd say the the illusion 
but the illusion is the product. Basically identifying that and balancing that out. That's essential. And it's like just comparing it to, let's say, weights. You know, sometimes, you know, you might be able to lift, you know, 50 pounds. But before you go to 100 pounds, you might got to go to 75 pounds. And I think uh, you can't see the weight of success because it's not physically. It brings the weight of, of friends, girls, guys. It brings sex, yeah. children, all types of things. So I think, you know, you don't know that in the industry for years and, and, until you mature. And uh, but I think um, with me, I was always a mentor. You know, I would always assign people to the company to be writers or producers or artists or whatever the case may be. I will always kind of take him under my wing because that was, I was paying it forward. That's what was done to me. I would never want to have nobody that's out there like that. I learned that a real integral and real important to success. And that's the details. That's, and that's what Pop taught us is about details. You know, when he's making a Ciroc bottle, is the details of how the Ciroc bottle is designed. We, we watch him do that. The details of how a Sean John perfume bottle, he put a lot of work into that bottle. It's really crazy. You know, if you're not a detail-oriented person, it's really going to be tough for you, you know, in this industry. And that's, and that's how you say the smoke in the mirrors. People don't know it's not about just the smoke. There's details of how that smoke is coming out. Do, do you see a difference? I see a difference outside looking in, just knowing what the inside looks like. Do you see a difference as far as, um, you said you mentor a lot of people. Um, I have I have much respect for Puff because I, I know for a fact he... He, he's influential. I, I mean, I never forget my first day. I mean, for him to even just come and introduce himself and to me and 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 talk to me about just my little my little position. I don't see mentors. I don't see no one taking the time to say, "Hey, this is what it's really about." You see this coming in. I mean, because it's like if they're the artists are getting younger and younger. The entrepreneurs are getting younger. Social media makes it seem like, oh, to be an entrepreneur, um, quit your job and you can make a million dollars in one day. You know what I'm saying? They like skip the struggle part. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, there's not too many of us that are deciding and say, hey, it matters if I tell Takashi 69 to read this book. It matters if I speak to the Migos about, hey, you're about to get married now. You're about to have a baby. You know, it, it matters to have people that are older brothers in the community, not only in life, but in the music business, to say, hey, man, this, this is how I did it, and this is how you can do it as an option to avoid certain pitfalls. So I think, yes, definitely, you know, it should be more mentors and, and not only people talking, but just living life. You know, when you watch Jay-Z and you see ups and downs, when you watch Kanye with a mental illness and how he manages his with that, when you watch Diddy, you watch certain people, uh, you start to see, you know, what they're doing, like, you know, as opposed to what they're saying. You know, that's a way of mentorship, too. There's a book that Bill Gates right now <clears throat> is promoting, and the book is called Fat. The book called Factfulness. Mm -hmm. And that book, and when you watch the news, and you would think the earth's going to end tomorrow. You want to hear all the doom and gloom, all the, you know what I'm saying, the, the opioid crisis, stuff like that. But this book, Factfulness, gives you fact that over the last few hundred years that the earth is actually getting better. This segue into what I'm doing as well as music, you know, I have a platform that I'm, I've been working diligently on for the past four years. It's called DemoStream.tv. And essentially, you, you, have, you have a problem with mass media, the most, you know, mass media, which includes radio stations, TV 
TV. They're promoting what they feel the public wants and what people like. I'm creating a platform where people can distribute their music, distribute their videos and content, and we can control it. And, and, and to the point where, you know, we can control our image and how people are seeing us and whatever the case may be. That's the issue. You know, we don't control a lot of the distribution channels because they're monopolized. Um, the internet, we're able to level the playing ground. Even with this podcast, like, that's the whole idea is, like, I feel like there's so many conversations that need to be played, need to be taken place because I feel like there's so many intelligent, creative, brilliant African-American entrepreneurs. And, you know, it's just like, okay, we're here. Hello. Yeah, and, and it's like, it's crazy. Like, right away, like, I would think, hey, she has a podcast, a podcast, marinate on it. She's she's in all types of um, farms and, and, and just the whole vegan movement. She has her own cookbook. She has, I mean, that's a multimedia young African-American woman that's a, that's a powerful business. You know right. I mean? and, and all you need is an incubator. Yep. Oprah, some of the other big companies, you know, they have um, incubators where they say, hey, you have access to my office, you have access to my research, my resources, and a little bit of money as well. And and that's what, that's what you know, that's what my goal is, to become an incubator. And I think, um, you know, as we go on uh, with this music industry, a lot of things are going to start coming together into one. There, there comes a lot of uh, notoriety from being rich and being a billionaire, but there also comes a lot of notoriety and success internally from being balanced. Peace of mind. Yeah, peace of mind. Peace mm-hmm. of mind. You can't, you know, so I think for some people, they, that's not taught. It's taught become rich, become Oprah, or you're poor. Or it's, 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 but there's a, there's a middle ground that I want to teach about. And, 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 and there's, there's an author named Horatio Alger, and he wrote a lot of books about his characters were successful, but they were never super successful to the point where they became billionaires, but they were successful in having a family, having a successful business, um, flowing. And, you know, and, and, and there's, there's definitely diamonds and, and there's jewels, there's jewels in that. And I think a lot of people, you know, like you said, we built America, you know, we don't have as much money as the Rothschilds. We don't have as much money as the Trumps. So we may not have as much money as a, as a group of people, as other cultures and ethnic people. But um, we definitely can feel good that, you know, we built this country. And, you know, at the end of the day, we got the short hand of the stick. But now, you know, it's time for us to work together, to encourage each other through love and, 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 and through networking and through investing in each other. And, and, and we can do it. We can start it now. You know what I mean? And, and, that's, the, and that's the purpose of, um, of what I'm doing. It's the purpose of what you're doing, this podcast. And I think um, it's planting some good seeds. Well, Jack, thank you so much. I appreciate it and everything. I just love watching your world. It, it, it motivates me. You motivate me. So I appreciate that. And you motivate me too, period. People like you, we're going to really, you know, it's, it's definitely a treasure for us to have. And you do so many good things and your mom mm-hmm. and you're doing so much. And I'm just so proud of you. Thank you. I'm looking, <laughs> I'm, looking I'm, I'm excited to see your journey just with the food and with your, with your cooking and your shows. I'm just really excited to see where you're going. Thank you, love. Uh, and also let people, listeners know where to find you, information. You have so many amazing things going on. They have to follow you on Instagram, so make sure you, you give the listeners that information as well. Yes, yeah, definitely follow me on Instagram. Um, I'm at Jack Knight the Legend. At Jack Knight the Legend. That's how it sounds. Follow me on there. You'll see everything I'm posting, my music, and everything I'm doing on the tech side, the music side, the film side. You can see everything right there. Again, thanks, Jack. Thank you, thank you.
It's more than just the smoke. We are not a lost generation. This is the time to make a change. We can create our own media platforms and channels. We can create who we really are. Let's marinate on that. Don't forget to visit JessicaTaylorLiving.com for free recipes, printables, tips and tricks, and so much more.